Um, we're getting ready to start the radio show. I do hope you join us. Any minute now. I still remember 3rd of December Me in your sweater You said it looked better on me than it did you Only if you knew how much I liked you But I watch your eyes as she walks by What a sight for sore eyes with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Wow, hello, amazing again. Thank you. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone. And our website, GodIsTheCure.com, as well as social media. And just recently discovered, the show is also being viewed and listened to all over the world. We are broadcasting live from Miami through satellite, available in 35 radio stations, among 11 states. And soon after the show, on any podcast player, as well as next Sunday on Sirius XM Channel 131, the Family Talk Channel. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, the will to survive, and the courage to keep moving forward, despite any obstacle, with the help of God and those who He enables us to help others. We provide testimonials to let people know that they're not alone, as well as experts and inspirational speakers that, are, that can help. <clears throat> In this show, the testimony started with me, having been a survivor from child abuse well into young adulthood. I do believe we all suffer somehow, but with the help of God, we can be a source of healing for each other. For me, God was the only cure, but other forms of healing are presented as well to service everyone. Life is challenging, but there's always hope when someone cares. At least God does. The song we played earlier, Heather, was Heather by Conan Gray. I really love the mellow rhythm of this song. We've all been there, aching for something that's not meant to be. When things don't work out, it's only because God has something better in mind. God is always looking out for our best interest, all in his perfect timing. What it takes to fulfill his plan may be beyond our comprehension. But he's an excellent teacher, and when our eyes are open, he gently guides us in the right direction, even at times when we don't realize our greatest potential. It's when the smoke clears and our hearts are touched by God that we no longer wish we were Heather, we look good in our sweater, and we're able to move on. Oh, sweater because rhymes with Heather. <laughs> so today we have... 
Aniston Rickstein, a certified life coach, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of two. She has spent over two decades as a high-level executive in the marketing industry, helping to build global luxury brands. She's also the co-founder of Divine Awakening Space, a spiritual lifestyle brand, and Rickstein's coach, where she works alongside her husband and fellow coach, Rudy Rickstein, hoping to improve people's lives. Aniston, welcome to The Cure. You are now live. Oh. I, um, the pleasure is mine. I couldn't be more excited to be here. Nice. Aniston, by the way, you look like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> ah, well, thank you. That might be a stretch, but I appreciate it. <laughs> why do, well, tell me, um, why do many people, do you believe, resist what they're meant to be in this world? Hmm. Because, well, gosh. That's a good question, and I feel like um, it's a it's a, very, a a big answer because. But, but when you really net it down, what we're meant to do in this world, or, or our calling, or whatever you want to call it, our purpose, um, our inner calling from God, um, I think also comes with a heavy layer of resistance um, in the form of fear, and it's almost as if we have this calling, and then surrounding it. What you imagine surrounding it are are all of these layers of fears that have been built up since we were young, um, and it could be a, a fear of judgment, a fear of being seen, a fear of failure, a fear of um, not being good enough or not knowing enough. And we let those fears stop us instead of looking at those fears as a sign that, you know what, we've landed on it. Because wherever there is fear, there is something for you there. And so I think that we oftentimes, we find the things that, that are scary that we will avoid, and we will avoid them at all costs. And unfortunately, what happens is this calling that we have, this inner your inner voice, and I like to call it, you know, it's God's voice, it's God's whispers that are moving us towards something, don't necessarily go away. You know what I mean? Like they continue to persist. You continue to feel it even stronger, and that can cause a lot of, um, you know, negative reactions within your body. It can cause depression. It can cause anxiety. A lot of the, the I would say, the negative parts of our lives that we feel is because we're resisting that which we're called to do. And if, if, if it's fear that is stopping us, what's the best way to recognize that fear and overcome it? I think that the first step is to acknowledge it and to, to be really, really honest with yourself and to be able to say, I'm afraid of this. I have a fear of this. And then you need to take some time to investigate that fear and really look at, look at it and say, you know, what is this fear? Where did it come from? Is it true? Like, is it with 100% confidence? Is it true? So say, for instance, I have um, a calling to be a, let's just say an anchor on a TV show and, or let's say an anchor on a, a radio host like yourself. And I have this calling, but I'm really, really afraid of criticism. I'm afraid of, of someone not liking what I said. So then you have this fear, and if you were to, to identify this fear and say, okay, this fear is, is standing in between 
me right where I am right today and where I feel like I am being called to go because this calling is not leaving me alone. It's still there. It's in the deep recesses of my being and I keep thinking about it and it's starting to cause it's starting that dissonance is starting to cause me a lot of negative um you know just negativity in my life. So yeah, well, once I, you identify I just, the fear I just basically say, you know, the best way to face your fear is if, if you recognize there's a fear, let's say you're not a spiritual person and God says, be courageous and of good cheer, you know. And, and if, if you say the best way to face your fear is to try it, to give anything a try. Every time I'm afraid of something, I say, well, I have to at least try. And I love proving myself yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, it's true. And, and, and once you actually take the steps and you get on the other side of that fear, it is amazing how you're like, I can't believe I was afraid of that for so long. I had a, a, a I was petrified of public speak. This is an example. I was petrified of public speaking growing up. And then as I went into college, I recognized, you know what? I, I want to go into public relations and advertising and marketing. But all of the jobs I was looking at required a lot of public speaking. <laughs> and so I had this fear and then I just kept hitting this nudge. You need to minor in speech communication. And I thought, heck no, that is the last thing I want to do because it's going to force me to get up there and do it over and over and over again. But I kept having the thought. I kept getting that intuitive nudge, so I did it. And what was amazing was with every time that I stood up there, that fear dissipated. So you're absolutely right. Nice. It's, it's, it's deciding that you're not, you're, you're, instead of running away from your fear, you run towards your fear. It takes, a, it, you know, it takes a lot of chutzpah at first. Like, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight. And if you can have someone to help you along the way, even better to encourage you. But if you can just run towards it, knowing that there is something for you on the other side. And sure enough, not only did I go on to get a great job at an advertising agency right out of college, but then I went into professional public speaking. <laughs> and from there, I went on to training professional public speakers. So it was a part of my calling, you see. That nice. fear was a signpost saying this way. So if you can just reframe those fears in that positive light, just doing that alone takes the power away from them. It's almost like you kind of have to make friend with, friends with your fears and realize that they're not there to hold you back. They're there to show you you're heading in the right direction. That's why it's a fear, because pickpocket's trying to yeah. hold you back. But you talk about a calling, and I know that purpose could be a great motivator. What I wanted to okay. talk to you, because we're about to go into the break, how do you identify your purpose? I would say it's the thing. Usually there's, it's the thing that hasn't gone away. So you might have this inner urge, and it doesn't necessarily have, you don't have to collapse your purpose into career. So let's make that very clear. Your purpose could be to be a mother. Your purpose could be to create beautiful art. Um, that other people could enjoy. It could be to garden. You know, it, it could be a many different things. Your purpose is the thing that is going to give you energy. Like when you do it, you feel just, you're like, you're full of energy. You could work all day long and still at the end of the day, yes, you've done the work, but you are going to feel enthused. You're going to feel excited. You're going to feel almost like that life force energy flowing through you. And that is when you'll know you've landed on what God's will is for you at that moment. Because when you're taking energy away and, you're, and you feel depleted and you're like, oh, I don't So basically anymore. your purpose yeah. is what's most fulfilling, what feels right in yeah. line with God. Nice. We yeah. will continue talking with Aniston Rixton, who's sharing with us her expertise in improving ourselves in our lives.
Stay with us. We would love to hear you, for you from you. Please tell us what is your purpose in life. Call us 1-866-34-TRUTH. 1-866-34-TRUTH. I would be complex, I would be cool They'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to And that would be okay for me to do Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you I'd be a fearless leader, I'd be an alpha type When everyone believes ya What's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as I can Wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man And I'm so sick of them coming at me again Cause if I was a man Then I'd be the man I'd be the man I'd be the man They say I hustled Put in the work they wouldn't shake their heads and question how much of this I deserve What I was wearing And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure Hi, welcome got back The song that just played was The Man by Taylor, was it Taylor Swift? Not sure, probably Well, it's definitely not Brian and Jen Johnson Why not? <laughs> we'll get back to you on that <laughs> Okay do men really have more pull in this world? Yes. Jesus was a man. Okay. Who's bigger? <laughs> Maybe no. <laughs> Did they go back in your bad grace? <laughs> With God, we are unstoppable women. And we don't have to play their game. We can get just as far when it's providence to gain. We can tackle the world head on when it's God's will that's done. When God works through us, we realize we can do it, and it wouldn't even matter if we were a man. We're talking with Aniston Rickston about navigating through obstacles, setbacks, and misconceptions that may be holding us back from our greatest potential in a successful way within a competitive world. Wow, that's so many words. But basically, men and women are equal. Okay? Just so An you know. An opportunity. Okay. <laughs> my, so you know my concept here, okay? <laughs> We're not different. Got it. Aniston, please enlighten me why it is that you're passionate about helping women align with their purpose and even create profitable businesses. Oh, wait. We don't have the audio. Now oh. we do. Okay, go ahead. You got it? Yeah. Yes. Good? Okay. Um, it's a great question. And there are many reasons why I'm very inspired to work with women. And to Boris's point, yes, I do believe all men and women are created <laughs> equal. I, I coach men as well as women, but I, I really, I feel like my calling is to help model for other women that, um, A, it's very, very important that you honor your calling. You honor that purpose and that you treat it with, a lot of priority and importance in addition to the roles that we play. And I think women have a tendency to, we're very quick to label who we are. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. Um, you know, I'm a queer woman or I'm this or I'm that. And I think at the end of the day, you know, we are all um, children of God. 
right? And we were all created for a very specific purpose, and, and that purpose evolves and changes over time. And I think that I know, for me, I know many, I've had many women in my life who have um, felt like they needed to sacrifice their wants, their urges, um, their talents and gifts that they were really were meant to express in order to, to fulfill um, other people's dreams and to support other people. And there's nothing wrong with, with providing support for your family. There's nothing wrong with raising children. I have two children of my own um, and an amazing husband who I support daily. But I, I did not have um, necessarily a model growing up um, within my, my, my household or even beyond who really showed me what it looks like as a woman to make herself a priority in terms of, of holding go- big goals, big dreams that she's working towards and, and having to say to her children, hey, guess what? I'm here for you. I'm going to do all of these things for you. But mommy also has something that she's meant to do on the, in this world, just like you do. Let me show you what that looks like. Let me show you how you can do, you can do both. Does that make sense? Yes, that, that definitely okay. makes sense. You, you shouldn't have to trade one for the other. I mean, it's, well, it's, go ahead. It's, and it's even more, it's, I think it's even more than just a matter of, of trying to find like balance. I'm sorry. Balance doesn't exist. Like, I think that's a pipe <laughs> dream. I think it's, it's, let's, let's just throw that out there. Um, but, but I think that what we don't understand is that when we cut ourselves off from allowing ourselves to, to dream and to say, I have this dream, I have this, like maybe it's a business that you've always wanted to start. Um, when we cut ourselves off from that and say, well, it's not, it's not available to me right now because I'm a mother or because I'm a wife and I chose a different path, what you don't realize is what you, what's costing not only you, but the world, because I believe we all have a very specific part to play in the greater tapestry of all that is. True. And by you not, like for instance, Amy, Amy, if you had not listened to that okay. call, if you and Boris had not listened to that call and started this radio show, um, then, you know, the ripple effects of that, right? Like, because you, you've affected thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have listened in and been and benefited from that. So if you think about, if you had not answered that call, a, you probably would be a, a lot less fulfilled in your own in your own life, um, but you also wouldn't feel as happy and energized and ready to show up for life in other areas as well. So the ripple effect is not just in your career; it's in how you mother, what kind of partner you are, how you are with your friendships, how you show up in every other area of your life is affected. I believe. And you say that you, that there's there's fears that sometimes we don't realize our potential, and we we hold back. So, what do you suppose are common fears that come up for female entrepreneurs? Um, I think that females tend to. I mean, and this is even statistic statistically proven when they do all of these, you know, this, this research. Um, women are, are much less likely to raise their hand for opportunities. I think we feel we have a horrible inferiority complex that has just been inherited in, in my mind. I think it wasn't that long ago, you know, in the 70s where women couldn't even sign for a credit card on their own. So, you well, know, how about women didn't, how about black people were allowed to vote before women? So it's kind of been, you know, built, it's kind of been our environment. 
And the, yeah. it's so we're not behind the eight ball anymore, though. No, those women no, are no, coming no. forward. And, and, yeah, I mean, also when <laughs> I when, I, like, when I'm just my like two cents, like a, a male <laughs> entrepreneur. When I re interact with female entrepreneurs, it's more like, let me be more careful here because you know she knows more than me. She might do something that I don't know. So it has that too, <laughs> you know. That's what makes him a good partner in life. Thank you. I think I think that oftentimes we as women have looked at some of our natural innate gifts as in in the in the the workplace as not necessarily strength. For instance, women are just naturally, man, we are tuned in. Like we are we're con we're more emotionally connected. Um, you know, if you, if you look into emotional intelligence, things like that, just being able to perceive, to be able to read a room, to be able to just feel our way forward, whereas men naturally are more logical, right? They're going to mentally try to move their way forward, and not I'm, not I'm not blanketing it across, I'm not, not all men are that way, and not all women are that way, but that is something that you know, in, our, in our makeup, I think, is a huge strength. I think that women also are fearful of getting into this dog-eat-dog, competitive, I'm going to run you over so I can get my goal. There's not enough in the world to go around, so I oh. need to I need to dominate. And, and women, most women That's are That's what they show on, on TVs. That's what they show on TVs, yeah. like female CEOs, like kill everybody on the way. Wow. Almost. doesn't have to be that way. But that could be because of the infer inferiority complex. That they had to overcompensate. Well, yeah, and yeah. We're, we're, we will return with the cure in a little while. We would love to hear from you. Please call us. One eight six six thirty four truth. Call us to tell us if you have an inferiority complex. If you're a female entrepreneur, one eight six six thirty four truth. We will be right back with Amy Cabell and the Cure. Welcome back. We are live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio on our app, The Cure, for any smartphone and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. All shows are available also as a video and audio podcast. Just look for The Cure with Amy Cabo where podcasts are. The song that just played was Wildflower by Sa 5 Seconds of Summer. That's true? 5 Seconds of Summer? Yes. <laughs> I did that one right. God is often calling out our name. We love the sound and we love the taste. 
It's clearly visible in our face. He has a side we can't explain, yet he wants to come over, and we want to get even closer. God just wants to hold us and makes us who we should be. So for every wildflower that is curtailed, God sets free. Wow. You're a poet. Sometimes. We're talking to Aniston Rickston, who's sharing her experience of how to become empowered despite whatever gets in the way. Aniston, the last time that we were talking about that we were talking about, we were talking about how some women, how there could be an inferiority complex or it could be a high complex. It can be any complex at all. Like in men basically. Mm-hmm. Anything could be holding <laughs> you back. Well, that is until you find your identity in Christ, then anything's possible. You learn humility, you learn to love others and love yourself, and most importantly, you believe in yourself and others. When it comes to the process that you're taking your clients through to prepare them for their success, how Mm -hmm. is it that you go about that? So, you know, it's funny. Um, I always thought it was funny that we, we referred to like a business that's starting up as like a startup when really I think the reason most startups fail is because the word isn't called, isn't said start in. <laughs> um, I think that for me with my clients, we always, always start by let's look at your vision. Like what is your vision? And through the process of really identifying that vision and digging deep behind, you know, why, you know, why is this your vision? And you got to have that why to anchor you. And, I think through the process of, of identifying, some of my coaching clients will have them illustrate it, like literally if they're artistic, some of them will have them write it out. Um, I ask, you know, I ask them to pay attention to the process and to really pay attention when they feel resistance somewhere. When they start to feel like they're writing out, this is my vision, but it doesn't, it almost feels like they're trying to fool themselves because those, those little points are where we need to do some work. The problem, what happens is a lot of people or a lot of women will um, start with strategy. They're like, all right, I've got this strategy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create this business. But they don't actually first address their belief system, their mindset. And they haven't yet, like, really identified their vision and stepped into their vision so that they spend time every day in that vision and imagining what will it feel like to be there, how... Um, how will I feel? What will it look like? What will my life look like after that? Because until they can honestly do that without resistance, I don't believe you're going to succeed or at least not the rate that you want to. Because unfortunately, our expectations oftentimes create our results. And so if you can't even get there for yourself, then it's going to be very hard for you to get there. So I start, the the first part of of the coaching always starts with, Let's really look at where you're at. And then from there, we say, okay, so out of your vision, and I have some coaching clients, for instance, that it's not just a business, it's they want the, the relationship, they want a better body. All of these things will say, okay, where do you want to start? If the business is where you want to start, great. Then let's look at how do you intuitively know what are the next steps to take? What's funny is strategy, that's not hard. Building a business is 80% mindset. 20% strategy. So once you have the right mindset down, then we, we talk about, okay, how can you tap in, whether it be, Amy, like through prayer, whether it be through um, paying attention to your intuition, 
You need to go within to figure out what is my next step. There are so many options out there, and, and I call it death by overwhelm, where people are like, I need to do this. I need to, I need to build a course. I need to start a podcast. I need to do all of these things. And it creates this crazy monkey mind of overwhelm and feeling like I'll never get it all done, you know? Um, I'm sure you can relate to this. It, it can be very deceiving to think when someone says, this is the way, this is the only way for your business to work. Or I would be wary of anyone who says that because your way is probably going to be very different than anybody else's. But unless you take the time to go within to ask the questions and trust and have faith that you will be guided, that then you take one step and then you focus on that step, and then the next step, and you focus on that step. And that's really how the coaching goes until you achieve it. And then you move on to the next goal, and the next goal, and it truly becomes like rinse and repeat. Once you get that formula down, you can achieve absolutely anything, in, in my opinion. So basically, just trust the process, don't try to control it, and you know, just do your best, give it your best yeah. shot. Now, mindset is extremely important. I mean, tell me the the kind of mindset that's important to have, how it mm -hmm. does it factor when it comes to the entrepreneur success business? I think that we, un, unbeknownst to us, we will inherit a lot of beliefs along the way. We pick up beliefs like they're candy in a store sometimes, like we, and we put them into our cart. And, and very rarely do we actually take the time to sift through and unpack and say, okay, this belief I have is not really, A, it's not serving me, but is it even true? And our beliefs oftentimes then create, it's our beliefs that we look, it's like our lens. It's, I want you to imagine like a pair of sunglasses. It's the, it's the color you're looking out at the world through. It's through your filter of belief. So if you don't take the time to look at that, if you believe, for instance, if you're someone who believes um, it's going to be really hard to build a business, um, it's going to take all my time because in order to be successful, you need to spend all your time on it, right? And um, and I need to. I mean, it could be some other crazy belief like I can't, I can't give anything away. I need to, I need to hold it all on myself. I need to keep it all secret because to share is not safe. So it could be those three beliefs that you have that you don't even realize you have, whether they're conscious or they're subconscious, that are creating a lot of circumstances that you don't like or potentially standing in, w in the way of the success that you feel. So what you have to do is, again, going back to the investigation model, you have to write it out on paper. I believe, and you've got to be super honest with yourself, I believe that um, owning a business is going to be hard. And then you ask, okay, do I know with 100% certainty that this is true? With 100% certainty, because your mind might say, yes, you do, because you had this, you had this happen, this happened. No, no, no. Do you know with 100% certainty that no, not only is this true, but this is going to be your experience? The answer is no. You don't know that. Not until you try certainty. it. Not until you try it. <laughs> not, not until, but if you go into your business with that, so that's, that's why I say it should really be, and that's why we work with our clients more on a start in than start up, because if you, if you go straight into the startup mode with that belief in tow, let me tell you, your experience, it's going to be hard. It's going to feel hard, and it doesn't have to feel that way. If you don't take the time to examine and then um, throw out some beliefs and replace them with some new ones, then 
you're going to make your life a lot harder than it needs to be. So I think that that is a big part of the process. And we, we, there's a process that we take our clients through, and some of them go through it really quickly, and some of them it takes a little while longer. Um, there's also, I think, we, you know, we have a lot of emotional baggage sometimes. That if you're, if you're starting any endeavor um, and you haven't taken the time to really address some of the heavy emotional experiences or the things that have happened in your past, before you, you, you get started into something new or a new, a new phase in your life, it's going to be really hard. And, in fact, a lot of people just won't even, they'll stop before they start because they're not really coming at it with their full energy or the best energy. They're coming at it from a place of the past, whereas what you're wanting to do is start fresh, right, to, to have the best, your best bet of succeeding and, again, stepping into that vision for yourself in the future. And... Um, so I think that we oftentimes will dance around what we really feel like we really want to do. Like if it's like starting the business, we'll dance around it. We'll do the courses. We'll do all the strategy work. But then when it comes to actually launching, we'll, we'll, we'll make excuses for not doing that. Or we'll launch and then we'll very quickly, our mind will start talking, talking us out of it, saying this is never going to work. This is a waste of your time. You need to go back to the way things work. It's safer that way. You know, it's the negative self-talk that you have to start um, mentally, very intentionally managing. You want to manage your mind before you can start managing a business. And you have to be willing to learn a new language and a new set of beliefs. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking about new languages, I, uh, I understand that you are from South Africa? Oh, no. My husband oh, is, and yeah. I don't speak a word of it. Oh, you don't? <laughs> because I know that they have 11 languages there, right? Wow. Official languages. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Guys, we will return. Thanks for tuning in and please stick with us. Yes, call us 1-866-34-TRUTH if you'd like to tell us what you think. 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Right with say? Amy Cabell and The Cure. Amy Cabell and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. Do you have fear, anxiety? Are you suffering adversity? A successful life leaves clues meaning everyday people take life setbacks and turn them into fulfilling lives. Join the MindsetSuccessSummit.com for free and learn from over 20 incredible success stories in bite sizes delivered to you daily over three weeks to teach you how to take your life to the next level with happiness, joy, and freedom. That is MindsetSuccessSummit.com.
And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on your radio on our app, The Cure, on social media. Just look for God is the Cure. Later, the show will be available as a podcast, a video podcast, and as an audio podcast. Search for The Cure with Amy Cabo on any podcast channel and subscribe, so please don't miss an episode. Also, rate us if you'd like. The song that just played was Raising Hell by Keisha. We're still here and bringing it to ya. We are up on our Sunday dress and no one can shake this mess. Once we turn to God, we're always blessed and we try our best. We raise hell when we pray, when we move forward regardless of what got in the way, when we love and forgive despite the unrest, and when we help others who have less. My mother didn't work out, but our Heavenly Mother did raise me well. And now, I don't want to go to heaven without raising hell. <laughs> cool. Don't you we are talking to Aniston Brickstein about overcoming barriers and discovering, realizing one's true potential. Oh, I have a, a, um, a question from one of the listeners who couldn't stay on the line. Can I ask it? So, Amanda is asking... Do you need to have a lot of money to start a business? Um, great question, Amanda. And I would say the answer is no. <laughs> um, again, it depends on what kind of business that you're looking to start. I mean, obviously, if it's a, a brick-and-mortar business, there might be some more overhead involved. Um, but if you're looking to start an online business, there's ways to do it um, with very little capital. I would also urge you to think about in terms of what your overall belief is around money. Because here's what I know. Here's what I know to be true from my own experience. There have been many times where I have embarked and started moving forward on a project or a dream or a desire where I did not have the financial funds to do it. Let me make that clear. Like, absolutely not. But what I know from my previous experience and the way I believe that faith in God works is that you take the first step. And what happens is you start to move forward in any way that you can. It's all, I call it um, throwing an anchor out on your dream. So if you're on a boat and you're just you're trying to get somewhere and you, and you find somewhere you want to stay and something you want to you really work on and dig into, but you won't throw out an anchor, your boat's just gonna, it's just going to move with the current away. You have to throw out an anchor, and the way to do that in, on earth, in my opinion, is through action. So when you start taking action towards your dream, even if it's just you starting to research what that you're going to need, if you start um, following other people who have, can model that success for you, who have found success in the line of business that you want to go to, immersing yourself in your goal in every way that you can, things that you consume in terms of what you listen to, what you read, start taking those actions that won't cost you any money at first, but that will start to get you some momentum towards it. I have found that, you call it what you want, through prayer, through faith, through intention, the money will come. The money that you need to move forward will come. It might not always come in one fell swoop. It might be a random opportunity where someone says, hey, I'm going to pay you this much if you'll do this project for me, and it just so happens to be exactly what you need in order to purchase your website. Um, that is, in my opinion, the way that you, you can't just sit around and wait. That's the, one of the worst mistakes I think any entrepreneur or anyone can, can 
make when they have a dream in front of them or a vision for a change they want to bring about in their life. It's sit back and say, I'll see it when I believe it. When I get the money, I will start acting. It doesn't work that way. You will, If you believe it, you will see it. You know, in the story in the Bible that everyone knows in terms of, you know, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. You've got, in order for you to see the miracles that abound everywhere and that we actually live in a really loving, amazing universe that has, you know, there's synchronicities happening all day long that we don't even register. But in order for you to experience that, you've got to get out of the boat. You've got to start. And once you start, you will be amazed. As long as you keep the faith and you really hold on to that as an anchor for you, amazing, amazing things will start to happen. The money that you need will come. So, so you that's my advice to you. So you basically feel it's important to blend spiritual spiritual practices into your business. hundred yes. percent. And I mean, does that make a difference? I mean, does that help with a business or a vision or a dream becoming more successful? Because I believe where we fall short, God picks up the rest. He just needs to see yeah. us trying our best. I don't think I and I again this is one of the reasons why I'm very passionate about working with um, women who are wanting to bring their businesses, um, get their businesses off the ground, or even a dream, it doesn't have to be a business, is that um, when you start to blend and stop leaving your spirituality for that little place that you sit in your house and you read your Bible or you, or you whatever that is, whether you, you're, you're meditating or praying or whatever that practice is for you, and then you leave it and then you go off to work and then it's like it's separated. I don't think there should be any separation. And in my own life, I bring spirituality into everything that I do. I bring intention and prayer into everything that I do. I know when I start to doubt, that's when I need to go back within and say, okay, what, where is this coming from? Like, why, where am I losing faith and how can I address that? Because as you do that, things flow so much more seamlessly and you know, I think when you have that attitude of gratitude and you, and you realize that you are being guided, I call you know, I once got this vision in my mind as I was praying, and it was this vision of, you know, you're, you're, you just stepped up, you're starting to take action, I'm starting to take action towards the business I was, I was going to launch, and I was really scared because I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I got this vision, of, I was getting in this boat, this canoe, and then all of a sudden I was on God's current moving, moving forward. And that... God doesn't make any mistake in terms of the direction that you're going as long as you have faith. And I just needed to be open and trust in the process and know that what was for me would, would come to me. And when I didn't try to interject or make decisions out of fear that the right client showed up, the right funding showed up, um, all the, the right team members showed up that were aligned with my vision, that were aligned with my dream, I didn't feel like I was trying to swim upstream and that's what a lot of entrepreneurs I feel like that mistake that they make they feel like they need to force it they feel like they need to compete with everybody else around them they are swimming so hard upstream if they would just let go that doesn't mean don't ask you have an or for a reason <laughs> when, when God says paddle you paddle but yes. it just means that you're not you're not it doesn't have to be so hard and that if you just allow for the, the way that things are meant to be to fall into place. Like when you have a calling, that calling is coming from within you. That means it is for you. I believe it's for you. That means it's something for you to do. 
So when you when you answer that call, I believe you summon just all kinds of forces in the universe and, and, and God to, to come in and say, okay, she's serious about this. Wow, she's actually taking some actions. Let's do this. But, but she's in it now, you know. Hey, you know, all it takes is a little bit of faith. you got to put yourself in God's shoes. He loves us dearly. But if we don't believe in him or we don't believe he yeah. will, why should he? If you put yourself yeah. in God's shoes, you'd think the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So it's it's basically it's all interconnected. All of it. It's all yeah. interconnected. And so, what's mm-hmm. the best way? Do you believe that we can um, create a positive, energetic, energetic momentum in our businesses? I'm in a dancer. I think. <laughs> okay. I, oh no. <laughs> Honestly, it's 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 the commit. You have to make the, when you commit, and that could be through just, again, taking action. It could be like when, when I believe um, coaching clients are led to me, it's because they're ready to commit. And then I'm able to hold a space and stand for that vision and say, I'm standing for your vision. I'm standing for what you want. I'm going to advocate for it like my life depends on it because I believe in your vision and you deserve it. And if it's not a coach, maybe it's an accountability partner or someone that you know is going to say, hey, you need to do this because we're very quick to bail on ourselves. We're we have only a, f- a, few, on a, f- a few minutes left. Thank you. So I would, yeah, I think just commit, make commit. the commitment that you're going to move forward. Do yeah. the work, basically. Thank you, Aniston. Basically start. Thank you for <laughs> being on The Cure. Yeah. It's super <laughs> helpful to hear your advice. You have so much information and of wow. Course. It's such a pleasure to have people like you in this world. But let's thank you so much. Let's finish with a prayer. I've had more information on Aniston Rickstins can be found on Aniston Aniston Blair Rickstins dot com. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. It's also on our website. We write down all the information for all the guests. So it's long. So let me start. Prayer. A prayer to adopt the right mindset. Dear Heavenly Father. Your word says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Romans 12.2 We know that our thoughts influence our life. We also know that we can be transformed and our life can be transformed by renewing our mind. We've come a long way from where we used to be, yet we know there is so much more for us to become. We pray that you help instill in us the right mindset to go where you'd have us go next. If we are to accomplish your will for our life, We can't hold on to the same mindset. We are praying for your guidance. We are praying for your grace. To be honest, a part of us don't want to change our attitude and mindset as it relates to some things. Life and circumstances have brought us to a place where compromise and serving others seem counterintuitive and self-sabotaging. But we know we can do all things through Christ, who strengthens us. We know that we are meant to grow and be molded by you. So even though a part of us is resistant, we know our mindset needs to be renewed so our prayers can be answered and our life can be transformed. Guide us, Lord. Plant us in us a new way of thinking. Give us new thoughts and new beliefs. We pray for the strength to fully adopt a new way of thinking that aligns with your word and the things you have for us to do. Help us realize the thoughts and beliefs that do not serve us and will actually Hinder us in places which you are taking us. Help us to trust you above all things 
that we may be reluctant to think or do what our humanness believes is unfair. Help us to be confident in knowing that you are ordering our steps and can right any wrongs. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you to our producer Jasper for being and thank you for the shows and uh, I mean the songs. Thank you Robbie Dilmer for our I mean for your help through the radio shows. (laughs) For continuing your leadership and love for the others dedicated to shows we are truly informative, inspiring and awesome. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book Love is the Answer, God is the Cure or to listen to the podcast of previous shows, visit godisthecure.com.